we're going to have a grand celebration that day as well. So I made it through my whole list of announcements. Good for me. All right, let's go on with Let's go on with what's next, and that's my opportunity to talk to you again about, about the Lord's Prayer. We've been thinking about that through these fall weeks, and it's been an opportunity for us to be reminded how we are, are focused first in the Lord's Prayer on submission. It's about understanding who God is, who we are in that context, and giving ourselves to Him. So when we say our Father, it suggests this dynamic relationship that's focused on our responsibility to obey God as Father. And then when we say, hallowed be thy name, it means that we are focusing on a holy God who makes this incredible challenge. He says, be holy because I am holy. And then when we say, thy kingdom come, it's about letting the Lord rule in our hearts. It's looking forward to being in heaven with him forever, but ultimately, our relationship with God doesn't wait until we're in heaven. A slice of heaven right here and now is the fact that we get to give our lives to him and he comes and ministers his grace in our hearts. And then when we say, thy will be done, it's an invitation for God to do whatever he desires in our lives. You remember we said that's a statement of fact. God's will is done. But he also wants us to make it an invitation God's will be done in our lives. And so after all of that focus on what it means to submit to what God is already doing in our lives, today we turn to the first request. And it is asking God to care for us on a daily basis. You remember the line, it goes simply, give us this day our daily bread. Let's consider the three important components that are a part of that statement. Give us this day our daily bread. Uh, we're going to put it in the context of three questions. Who, when, and what. So let's start with who. And of course the assumption of the whole statement is that there is a giver. That God is the giver of all good gifts. Everything you have, every breath you take, every moment you live in this amazing world is a gift that comes from God's hand. And, and we must never forget that. And when you add to that the gift of salvation and the promise of eternal life with Jesus, you have so much for which to be thankful. And it all comes from the hand of God as a gift to you. Uh, are you a gift giver? Uh, you know, Christmas is less than three months away. And that means at our house, Cheryl's in full swing of Christmas shopping. Because she, she loves to give gifts. Me, maybe not so much. But I'll tell you what I really love. I really love this part of Christmas morning. And it's watching her as her grandkids open up the gifts that she has bought for them. Because it brings such joy to her heart. And here's the amazing thing. I've come to discover that Cheryl and Jesus have something in common. They both love to give gifts. And, and, and that's how our lives are, are so incredibly enriched. Jesus does not give to us begrudgingly. He gives to us generously and blesses us in so many, many ways. Picture coming up on the screen. Let me introduce you to Annie Johnston Flint. Let me tell you a little bit about her story. She was orphaned as a child and then struck with a debilitating disease in young adulthood that ended her teaching career after just two years. And eventually, she wound up living out almost all of her adult life in the Clifton Springs Sanitarium 
in the Finger Lakes region of New York in the early part of the 20th century. Not the kind of life you would think would inspire great confidence in the giver of all gifts. However, her most famous poem, which became a hymn that I sang frequently in my childhood, and if you're my age, you probably remember this, it's called, He Giveth More Grace. And it's the last line of that hymn that often comes to my mind. And it simply went like this. For out of his infinite riches in Jesus, he giveth and giveth and giveth again. I hope you appreciate the reality that we serve the giver of so many amazing gifts and that you never take it for granted. He has given you life. He has given you salvation. He has given you the promise of eternity in His presence. He is the giver. That's who He is. Well, let's go on to the next question. The next question is, when? And the answer is, this day. Give us this day our daily bread. You know, Jesus had a lot to say about our tendency to worry about tomorrow rather than trusting the Lord and focusing on today. As a matter of fact, he addressed this issue in the Sermon on the Mount. He said, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you'll wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was arrayed, dressed like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. You know, when you pray this day, you are following Jesus' advice because he says, don't spend so much time focused on tomorrow Live in the moment because it is our only connection with eternity. And it's our opportunity to know the presence of the Lord right here and now. And, and he wants us less worried about what we cannot control, that's tomorrow's circumstances, and more focused on trusting him for today. Now, I don't want you to misunderstand me. I'm not telling you that you shouldn't plan for the future. I have a 401k too. But Jesus does not want you living all focused and worried about the future. He wants you focused on today. Plan for tomorrow, but don't worry about it. Because this much is certain, there are plenty of surprises along the way. And you don't know how it's going to happen. You know, often it just comes in waves. You know, life's going along pretty well and it's boom, boom, boom. And God is good in the middle of all of that. A few years ago, uh, we had a family vacation that we now affectionately refer to as disaster du jour. It was amazing. O on our way to vacation, a purse got left at a Wendy's right along the highway. Uh, the next day, I was shopping at Walmart to get supplies for vacation and dropped my cell phone in the parking lot and drove away. Uh, the next day, our van was broken into and credit cards from my wallet and several of the kids' wallets and purses were stolen. 
Uh, the next day I had a boogie board accident that left me bruised and battered a little bit. And to tell you the truth, we couldn't wait to find out what was going to happen next. <laughs> Here's the great thing. Uh, we look back on that vacation with affection because God was in it all. Somebody found the purse, turned it in, they called us from Wendy's, and we picked it up on our way home. Somebody called on my cell phone after they picked it up in the parking lot, and I got to go get it. It's only missing for, for five minutes. We were able to just quickly take care of all those credit cards and get them canceled. I was spared serious injury. You know, I'm, I'm so glad that we didn't have to waste time worrying because God's in control. And, and, and so it's important for us to get that. Now, I have a news flash for you. Both good stuff and bad stuff are in your future. And, and you're not going to be able to change that no matter how much you focus, no matter how much you fret on what lies ahead. And your plans will sometimes get detoured, but be confident that the Lord is already at work in your tomorrows. So praise Him for the blessings, trust Him in the challenges, and, and keep moving forward. Every day is a new adventure. And you know one of the things that Cheryl's cancer journey has helped focus in our lives is to be reminded that every day is a blessing and it's a gift from God. And some of you know we, we start just about every morning by repeating together Psalm 118.24. I say this is the day the Lord has made. And she responds back with the rest of the verse. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And Jesus said, it's this day. That's where we need to be focused. Because we celebrate the giver of all good gifts. That's the who. The when is this day. That's our connection with eternity. And then the third question is what? And of course the answer is, our daily bread. You know, the Lord is keen on the concept of daily bread. Because you can't hoard it. It's just for today. You must receive it one day at a time. And of course, the perfect illustration of that is God's provision of manna in the Old Testament. You remember the story, Moses is leading God's people out into the wilderness and the Lord provided for them for their nutritional needs by giving them this miraculous food that came every day. Matter of fact, let me read part of the story. It's from Exodus chapter 16. This is how the Bible tells it. When the Israelites saw it, the manna, they said to each other, what is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Everyone is to gather as much as they need. Take an omer for each person you have in your tent. The Israelites did as they were told. Some gathered much, some little. And when they measured it by the omer, the one who gathered much did not have too much, and the one who gathered little did not have too little. Everyone had gathered just as much as they needed. Then Moses said to them, no one is to keep any of it until morning. However, some of them paid no attention to Moses. They kept part of it until morning, but it was full of maggots and began to smell. So Moses was angry with them. Each morning, everyone gathered as much as they needed. And this chapter ends in verse 35 by saying the Israelites ate manna 40 years until they came to a land that was settled. During their wilderness wanderings, the Lord literally provided them their daily bread. Now, they had some responsibility in this because they had to go out and get a fresh batch every day. I wonder what it was like. 
Do you think maybe two or three years in, one of those Israelites got up and thought, eh, I'll get the manna a little later in the day. I'm not hungry right now. Well, if you know the story well, you know it came out early in the morning and it was gone by about 10 o'clock. And if they weren't hungry in the morning and decided not to get manna, guess what? It was gone for the rest of the day. And I have a hunch they soon learned their responsibility was to make sure they cared for their part, which was to receive the provision of the bread that God had given them. Now, I know your situation is different than theirs, but make no mistake about it, your daily sustenance is a gift from God. I know you work to earn an income. I know you know how to go to the grocery store and buy food. Maybe at this time of year you're celebrating how much you've grown in your own garden and canned and, and frozen and, and prepared for the seasons that lie ahead. That's all well and good. And sometimes our self-sufficiency fools us into believing that we provide for ourselves. And we think we don't need nothing or nobody because we're large and in charge. What a joke. When you think about the collaborative effort it takes to put dinner on your table, it should amaze you. And ultimately, it is a gift. It is a gift from the creative God we serve. I love praising the Lord for the giver of all gifts that He really is. And a lot of times people don't get it. So, you know... I, I'll say something like, that's why God gives us refrigerators. Or that's why God gives us pizza. Or whatever it might be. And, and people look at me like, God didn't do that. I just keep telling them, go back and back and back and back. And finally you'll discover that the giver of everything you have, because he is the sustainer of all that exists, is your Heavenly Father. And when He gives you this day your daily bread, it is ultimately always a gift that comes from His hand. So remember, whatever you stick in that pie hole of yours, even the pie that we're going to have next week, it's a gift from God. And it's a blessing that comes from his hand. So when Jesus taught us to pray, give us this day our daily bread, he was talking about literally thanking him for the provision that we have day in and day out and the blessings we enjoy. But you know how Jesus is. There's always multiple layers. And he also wanted us to make spiritual application about daily bread. After all, he's the one who said, I am the bread of life. And he said it, interestingly enough, on the very same day he performed the most stupendous miracle in the New Testament outside the resurrection. And we know that because it's the only miracle that is recorded in all four Gospels. The feeding of the 5,000. What an amazing day that must have been. But as you continue the Gospel record... The most fascinating thing for me about that whole event is what happens the next day. Because the next day, the people who had eaten on the previous evening came running up to Jesus and they said, do it again. Supper was great last night. How about lunch today? And, and Jesus said, wait a minute here, folks. This is about making a spiritual application. That was a miracle for a moment in a time of need. But I want to remind you about who I really am. And listen to what he said in John chapter 6. Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who's given you bread from heaven, but it's my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, Always give us this bread. 
Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. You know, when you pray, give us this day our daily bread, you're thanking the Lord for what he does for your physical sustenance, but he wants you to go on and make a spiritual application because you are asking for daily spiritual nourishment from the Lord. And just like those Israelites who refused to go out and get manna and had nothing to eat, the same is true for you spiritually. Your responsibility is to receive what God has given you. He wants you to have regular spiritual sustenance. And that's why it's so important for you to read your Bible and to pray daily. Because it has this cumulative effect in your life. It keeps you spiritually healthy. Occasionally, someone will tell me they've given up reading the Bible because it's too hard to understand or it's not as inspiring as they thought it was going to be. And I remind them that it's not just about what you get in one day. It's about what happens in your spiritual health. And I'll, I'll often say, uh, what did you have for supper last Tuesday? And they'll stroke their chin for a second and say, can't remember. But I say, I'll bet you ate. Because your long-term health is not about remembering everything you ate. It's about eating. And your long-term spiritual health is not about getting a big blessing every day. It's about spiritual food. And both physically and spiritually, eating regularly provides nourishment for you. And you want to know what's sad for me? What's sad for me is how many malnourished Christians there are these days, spiritually speaking. Because they have all of the provision in front of them. They just don't take advantage of the opportunity. Well, after describing himself as the bread of life, Jesus went on to introduce a concept in John chapter 6 that did not come to full fruition until the night before he went to the cross as he met together in the upper room for the Last Supper with his disciples. But early on, he began to plant the seeds so that we would understand the significance of bread and how we feast on the sacrifice Jesus made for us at the cross. So this is what he said way back in John chapter 6, long before they got to the Last Supper. He said, Very truly I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. You know, this is a perfect time in our review of the Lord's Prayer to celebrate communion together. Because we celebrate the one who said, I am the bread of life. And, and when you take communion, you are you're feasting on Jesus because it's designed for you to remember what he has done for you and how that contextualizes everything else about your life. Now, I, I know we've not yet prayed the Lord's Prayer this morning. Actually, we're going to wait till the very end of the service to get that done. And when you get to that line, give us this day our daily bread, I hope your mind for just a moment will head in two directions. One will be thankfulness for all the blessings that come from God's hand that keep you healthy and blessed in this world. 
But the other more important direction will be to celebrate the bread of life that Jesus has given you himself and he wants you to feast on him daily. Give us this day our daily bread. Will you pray with me, please? Lord Jesus, we thank you for this amazing prayer you've given for us because it's a model of, of so much about how we ought to approach our Heavenly Father. And we sometimes want to come with a laundry list of things that we want. And, and you just simply instructed us to say, give us what we need today. And what we need today is you. So in these next moments as we take into our hands these elements that, that represent your body and your blood, I pray that you'll speak your grace into our lives as we give ourselves with thankful hearts. And in Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Tony's going to come and consecrate the elements. And then we are going to celebrate the Lord's Supper together. Uh, we're going to follow our regular tradition. You can come down the center aisle, receive the bread and the cup, and then return by the side aisles. Uh, if that's a physical challenge for you, remain in your seats and we'll make sure that you get cared for. Let's pray. Father God, uh it's amazing how you've provided everything that we need. And as Pastor Paul was sharing this morning, daily providing everything that we need. And as we come before your table, this communion table, we remember that these, uh, this bread and this cup represent your body and your blood. It represents your provision daily for us. And we can't do this without that. Spiritually, eternally, and forever, we need your sacrifice for each and every one of us. So we, right now, we just ask that you will bless these elements, these symbols to our bodies. And our bodies, Lord, into serving and loving and building your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Over these next moments, come to the table of the Lord. All right. Well, we're back for another episode of the Galleon Grace Point podcast. We're still in the What Did You Just Pray series. Um, this week it was Give Us Our Daily Bread as the uh, other line right below it. Um, but I have a guest on with me right now, and that is Pastor Tony is the guest this week on the pod on the podcast. Welcome, Pastor Tony. Well, thank you. It's good to be here, Zach. Um, so I always start the podcast by going over the <laughs> sermon a little bit. and So I have to have paid attention. Yes, I, oh, hopefully, okay, okay. hopefully so. Okay, good, good. <laughs> um, so th this week, as I said, was give us our daily bread, breaking down the Lord's Prayer some more. Um, and there was a lot of different points in there that I liked. Um, but I think the one that stuck out to me the most was as he was talking about, you know, he compared to, compared it to Cheryl giving gifts to the grandkids and the gift that the Lord gives us every single day mm. with the breath we breathe. And um, the part that really stuck out to me, though, was basically about not hoarding that daily bread and yeah. how uh, Moses had told them, you know, just take it. Take what you need. Man has gone by 10. Exactly. <laughs> in the morning, it was all moldy and nasty. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure you had quite a bit uh, building up to this week. What what really stuck out to you, or what, what did this week in the series, what stood out for you? Well, um, you know, it's interesting uh, how Jesus calls himself the bread of life. And uh, that's always been something I, I kind of got into a hobby several years ago of actually making my own homemade, fresh baked bread. Okay. Okay. And uh, I, I, I didn't grow up. It wasn't one of those things that my uh, 
mom or grandmother taught me how to do is something I kind of, you know, the Food Network taught me probably. Actually, Father Dominic. No, nobody on your podcast has ever probably heard of Father Dominic. I have not. But uh, <laughs> he was the bread-making monk okay. on PBS, okay. I remember, <laughs> years ago. And uh, and I'd watch him, and I just thought it was fascinating. And so uh, it just got to a point in life that I said, I want to make bread. I think a lot of people did that during the COVID time too, I, when you couldn't I, find I, bread and everything. I started before COVID, but I did some during COVID too. Yeah, so like, yeah, but uh, yeah, it was something that people had picked up. Um, but one of the fascinating things for me when uh, I, I think of that, um, and Jesus describes himself as the bread of life. I don't think we think of bread. We think of bread sometimes, but not, we think, think of it as an extra. Yeah. You know, not a necessity. Right. But in uh, biblical times and everything, like, bread was, Absolutely. that was it. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. that was their meat right. in many ways, yeah. you know. I mean, we'll think of it as like steak, you yeah, know, give exactly. me a steak. You know, yeah. Maybe that was, Jesus would be the steak of life today. Right. I don't know. <laughs> He's a filet mignon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, but they understood it from that context. And it was always one of those things like people would use bread machines to make bread. And I, I, I had done that before. And I, I tell people, I said, there's just something about getting my hands in the dough kneading and kneading it. the yep. dough. And I even, only know these terms because my <laughs> wife has very recently been into uh, the bread making process. So I, well, know, I know all the lingo for, now. I know the good lingo. Good for her. <laughs> Um, but, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of the elements of making bread, I just think have spiritual connections. Okay. And it's fascinating to me when Jesus calls himself and describes himself as the bread of life and how much we need, not need, um, him, uh, on a daily basis. And we, and, and like the people that were hearing him say this understood their need for bread every single day right um and so uh and i you know i love getting my hands in the dough and and you just need it and some people sit there and say well you need bread for you know seven minutes and then they're almost like you know formulaic about it okay as long as you know, you need it for seven minutes then it's done then you're done but the reality is there's a lot of factors that go into that it's the humidity it's the altitude you're at uh, it's the kind of bread that you're doing and so after you've when you've worked with bread over a long period of time you start getting a feel for it and it really and that was one of the tricks i learned from father dominic way okay. back when is he would show you like you kind of hook your finger into it and when it bounces when it, when it gets that it feels and it bounces back yeah, yeah just right you know that it's ready okay i i, I know she's told me that yeah before, so <laughs> I, I try to and, look in and like act like i know what i'm doing but i leave that to her because it is i i'm good at the grilling part not, not yeah, so much the, the kneading and the bread part so that, I'll, that's good i'll add the meat to the bread there we go yeah <laughs> so but anyway with that i i sit there and i think i mean that that's so reflective of sometimes of our own lives when it comes to our daily bread jesus being our daily bread is the more we're doing it the more we're we're familiar with it, the more we're in relationship with jesus the more we understand and know our need for it and we know when you know, but we have to be touching it all the time. We yeah. have to be constantly, you know, and we know when it's ready. Yeah, when, like when a, we're ready. Yeah, like your daily devotionals yeah. and, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And like so, um, and the other thing is, you know, well, I won't get. Sometimes bread doesn't turn out, <laughs> <laughs> but Jesus has always come yeah, through. We got the, we got there, <laughs> but I, I I loved where Paul was saying. And it was going to tie that. In. Paul was talking about how you know people say that you know they don't get anything out of reading the Bible or praying and everything like that. And then he says, "Well, do you remember what you ate last Tuesday?" Yes, exactly. Okay, yeah. you remember that? Yep. And and they'll sit there and it was like, "Well, no, but I remember I did it." Well, you know that's the thing sometimes with our making bread or making or doing our daily thing. We just got to get in there and do it. Yep. And it, you know, we, it may be subtle and it may not be a home run every time we're sitting down, but there's, there's value in doing it because then we know, you know, if you never do it, you never know. Right. And you I, lose that touch. Yeah. And yeah. I think there's a lot of different ways, like we just said, you know, doing your devotionals, reading your Bible, but 
at this church specifically, all of the connection groups that we've had going on, yeah. I think is great with the, the Bible study you are doing. Which one are you doing at the moment? Uh, we, we, I, uh, we're doing the book of James. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. And so, and we were just kind of tying into some of that tonight where we were talking about, uh, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. Awesome. You know, I mean, in, and we're going to have difficulties and trials and we, you know, and that's why we have a daily need yeah. because you never know when N E E D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, the, yeah. it was, it was a really good sermon. It was, yeah. uh, it was awesome to wrap it up with communion. Um, yeah. Even though uh, you caught me dropping a piece as I was coming up, <laughs> I'm grabbing it. He goes, nice catch. Yeah. <laughs> but as I said, so we've got pastor Tony on and, um, I'd like to uh, get to know you a little bit. That's the that's the tagline of my season of the podcast yeah. this year is uh, getting to know. So getting to know Pastor Tony. So uh, give me a little bit of your background and your upbringing and uh, give me your history, Tony. Well, my name is Tony Viscone. <laughs> <laughs> that caught me off guard. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I tell people, you know, I'm not nearly as Italian as uh, what most people think. <laughs> right, you know, yeah. But my my name and my nose go proudly before me. <laughs> um, uh, not in the mafia. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I I did uh, I grew up in uh, the Midwest in Illinois. Um, uh, my uh, I grew up Catholic, okay, which uh, uh, I was Catholic grade school for eight years same. and was at mass every week yep. and went through catechism and everything like yep. that. But um, uh, just uh, you know. Didn't understand relationship at all right. through all of that, you know. I mean, so it got to a point that uh, I graduated high school and didn't really have any interest in God or religion or church or anything like that. But I was still living at home, and it was as long as you're living here, you're going to church. Yep. And um, I uh, kind of got connected with a friend and uh, kind of through him, a group of friends that uh, were going to a Wesleyan church okay. in town, and uh, we were kind of hanging out uh, regularly, and he started saying, well, hey, why don't you come to church with us, and we'll go do something afterwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I, it kind of equated to, well, parents said I had to go to church. They didn't say I had to go to the Catholic to church. Yeah, and so I started going to church with them, and it was kind of amazing. It was just, uh, I mean, I was still here in the Bible, and I just uh, had gotten that... Uh, that, that it was just different. Yeah. Same Bible stories, but just as they were getting explained, just they were they were hitting me different, and I realized that that the people I was around knew something I didn't know okay. or got something I didn't get. Right. And it was a few months, and and I had probably been asked three or four times in that time by somebody, "Well, do you know Jesus?" And my answer was always the same. Know all about him. <laughs> I went to Catholic grade school. Yep, exactly. I know all of it. <laughs> what do you want to know? Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, and it just at some point, uh, finally, I, I realized that the question they were asking was different than the one I was answering. Okay. Yeah. You know, and so I, uh, I in faith, just you know, said, you know, I, I don't know, and I, I, I'd like to know. I'd like to. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> uh, I me? prayed. I prayed, and it wasn't one of those things that was like, bam, you know, all of a sudden, but it was just, uh, it started a relationship. Awesome. And it, you know, it was just that starting point of just growing more and more, and um, I I went on and finished my bachelor's degree in science in, in science and marketing. Okay, and so you were still <laughs> over in Illinois at the time? I was time. still, I was still in Illinois, okay. and, uh, and I thought I was going to be this marketing uh, genius guru, and kind of got into a working environment and God said, nah, yeah. <laughs> not, not, not what not I what want you to do. <laughs> and, and it just kind of fell apart, um, in a lot of different ways It's a longer story, but, uh, I don't want you to run out of tape. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I told pastor Paul that. So at, at the Bible study on Wednesday, I said to Tony, I said, you know, the past few that have came on here said that they're a little, uh, they're a little nervous to come on. And I said, I'm not going to have that problem with you. Am I? And he goes, Oh no, yeah. you're going to run out of tape. Yeah. And so I told pastor Paul that and he goes, well, it, uh, it might be difficult to find the end of the internet, but uh, <laughs> I said, well, if there's anybody that might be able to make it happen, it'd be Tony. <laughs> we'll work on it. <laughs> yeah. 
But anyways, go ahead. But uh, yeah, so uh, God kind of took me through a weird kind of failure in some ways, I would say. I mean, that's what it felt like to me at the time, but I, I kind of just, um, now I can see it as more of a redirection. And um, I went on a three-month, uh, it was a Institute of World Christian Discipleship. Okay. Sounds really fancy and yeah. everything, but <laughs> um, simply it was basically a bunch of young adults that got together and did a month of just hardcore discipleship okay. in Colorado. Then we went and spent a month doing ministry in the Philippines. Okay. And then we came back and we traveled around and just kind of talked about our experience and churches and different places that we could get into just kind of traveling um, through the United States, through parts of the United States, uh, okay. talking about our experience. And through that, God kind of confirmed and led me to, I want to use you in ministry. Okay. I didn't know what that meant. Uh, um, at the, I didn't know what that meant completely at the time, but I, I will say this, I knew for sure that he didn't want me to be a pastor. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. You see how that worked out. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> it's going it's going pretty well. <laughs> so, but I ended up, uh, after that, I, I went to seminary, and I, I got my master's degree, and, and I actually worked in Christian higher education okay. for a number of years, um, a couple different colleges, and actually did quite, you know, quite well and from a human worldly perspective you know i was a uh, vice president and a dean uh, at different colleges um but god kind of continually just was like i you know i want more than just administration out of you and um he had wired me for something different yeah. and just finally had to take a step of faith and say i need to step out of this and uh and eventually god let me to uh passing the church over here in ontario and then just recently just pulled me out of that and uh and has temporarily put me here to to do what I can to just serve yeah in that so yeah and we absolutely love you here now when when you took that step and decided to go and be a pastor and stop what you were doing prior to that in education was that uh was that a difficult decision or was that one I mean did you tremble on that for a little while or was it uh, you knew immediately boy <laughs> that's a question um you know what the funny thing is I, okay I, uh, I this is probably the truth of it okay toiled over it for a while ahead of the decision okay the decision was easy living with the decision was a toil okay okay so it was actually kind of funny if you if you look at it i mean you 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 when God brings you to that point of making the decision, sometimes the decision is not the hard thing. It's living with the decision. Right. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you day in and day out. And, and yeah, that, uh, the, the fear of the unknown. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Well, and 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 honestly, after I stepped out of that position, I was. We thought <laughs> I was going to move right into another position, and um, I had kind of stepped out in faith a little ahead of having that position secured. Ah, uh, okay. And that position fell through, uh, and okay. actually spent about a year and a half underemployed. Oh, okay. You know, I had worked a few odd jobs, right. but I wasn't in a permanent role right. for about a year and a half. So okay. that 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 became a you know, it, looking back on it, it's always easy. Looking back's always easy. Oh yeah, hindsight's you, you twenty can, twenty. <laughs> you can see how God had provided for us, and God had done a lot in me, preparing me, getting you know, I mean, getting me ready for that next phase, but. um but when you're in the midst of it, oh yeah, it, it isn't always. The, it's like, why God? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> What's going on? Well, that you know? touches back last week to the sermon when he said, you know, you don't always know why these things are happening to you at a certain point in your life, but he's got that plan for you ultimately, and clearly it's worked out pretty darn well. <laughs> so, how did you get from Illinois to Ontario, Ohio then? How did that how did that process happen? Oh <laughs> <laughs> that's a another uh evolve my wife actually was born in Mansfield, Ohio. Okay. But she, her family is Argentine. Okay. She grew up in Southern California. We, we are all over the map. We right met now. <laughs> in South Carolina. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I spoke too soon. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so all those beautiful places that <laughs> you stare at Mansfield, Ohio is where you want to be. <laughs> Actually, it was funny. From South Carolina, we moved to New Jersey. Okay. <laughs> okay. And that's where we adopted our children. Okay. All right. All right. 
And everybody in New Jersey learned we moved there from South Carolina, and they said, why? Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> we actually love New Jersey. That was actually one of our more favorite places. That I've never we been, were at, but, we've, but uh, we've, we've talked about going sometime. Um, but anyway, the when I stepped away and uh, everything, we kind of were in that limbo for about a year and a half, and I was just applying at different places and everything. My in-laws, um, kind of during that time, had moved back to Mansfield. Okay. Um, and the, the, they had a weird route of things, but they were getting older, and uh, my wife has a couple siblings in this area, and okay. they kind of talked to them and said, hey, why don't you move back here? And, right. You know, we can help out or whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. And, um, and so they had moved here, and they had done ministry their entire lives, plant ch- planted churches and... Okay. Um, in the United States, but also in uh, uh, Mexico and South America, okay. and had worked at a Bible Institute. So her parents have a huge history of ministry, and when they moved here, they had gotten connected up with um, a church that was trying to start a Spanish ministry. Okay. And since their background, they were just got connected, and it ended up being the church over in Ontario. Oh, all right. And uh, they had kind of said, well, yeah, we're trying to get something off the ground, but we're between pastors right now. And my father-in-law, ever the networking person that he I is, know he goes, a guy. I know a guy. <laughs> and, and actually, amazingly enough, at that time... Pastor Paul was the also the superintendent oh, all right. of the Ohio Conference, and so he uh, basically connected the two of us together. Okay, and uh, and I talked to him, and you know, the rest I guess is history. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Pastor Paul and I actually go back way way back to my first beginnings in the Free Methodist Church in, uh, okay. in Ohio. So, so yeah. So what year would that have been then when he started there? Uh, two. Uh, I started there uh, January two thousand ten. 2010? Okay. Yeah, so. Okay. And then you've been here for a little over a year, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, just coming up on a year, actually, okay. in November. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And so. then, so uh, what are the next steps then, you know, like when your time comes to an end here, like how do you know what's next? Or I, I guess I'm not sure of how that exactly works. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yes, Lord. <laughs> there, there we go. There that's, we go. Uh, and, and, you know, as funny as I make that sound, that, that's a little bit where we're at right yeah. now. God's God's kind of got us in this time, and he's provided for us right now, and we're just kind of um, telling him, we'll, you know, lead us, guide us, and, you know, will uh, help us to say yes, Lord, when... The, when the time when, yeah when yeah. when yeah we haven't we don't have that point of decision and everything yet um I'm, i am working with the church as well as the ohio conference so uh you know i'm still plugged in yeah. with this for right now and and uh and I, and I you know i try to help everybody i'm i'm a hundred percent here until god takes me somewhere else well, that makes sense so that's, and i'm yeah that's the way so, it should be <laughs> yeah, and, it's a, and i don't know how else to do it i've, I've always been that way and yeah um and that's why it's always hard for me when it comes to a transition because I, I want to be 100%. I give it all. And yeah, I, yeah, I, I want to be 100% here. So I'm 100% here until God says go somewhere says else. Otherwise. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So my other uh, thing I was thinking about earlier is uh, I remember my first like real vis- uh, visualization of you was uh, Thanksgiving last year i believe with the uh the video with the turkey <laughs> and and uh pastor paul had mentioned you know you you were uh into you had the, to bring that up yeah I did. <laughs> <laughs> he had mentioned that you you know you had a history with uh film and drama uh, and, and yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. How, tell me about that because you know we've <laughs> we've we've went to marketing we <laughs> went to you know being a pastor being an education how how did we get into into the drama and into the theater aspect of it um, I, I have because he played a great corner in uh, the uh, Law and Order spoof. <laughs> I wrote that too. <laughs> that so, was very yeah, good. Yeah. It was very good. Uh, um, yeah. So it, uh, God had I, that had that is was even something that was before Christ. I first got into it in high school a little okay. bit. Um, I was not into it heavily, but I got into it a little bit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, a church that I was involved with, the, that Wesleyan church that I first got involved with, they were 
uh, kind of on the cutting edge way back when churches started doing regular skit ministries. Okay. If you remember, you know, way back. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Before yeah. video became so <laughs> right, easy. Yeah, yeah. It used to be live, live sketch. Kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> live little five-minute illustrative sketches. And so um, I got really involved with that at that church, and okay. that kind of transcended into, you know, even when I was in seminary, there was a drama team. And uh, one of my first jobs in higher education is I was the director for all the performing arts teams that went out from the school okay, and used it for ministry. So <clears throat> God's kind of taken something that's been maybe, a, I feel like a gift and um, a skill that I have, and he's used it in ministry and, um, and, and in many different ways. Uh, I'm, I'm also uh, on the board at the Mansfield Playhouse, okay. the community theater downtown here. It's not a Christian no, thing, no, but, but uh, I, you know, I, I've told people, I said, you know, it is a ministry field for me. Uh, I can tell you I've been in many a cast where I've had members of the cast come up to me and I kind of, they wouldn't, they don't label me as this, but they kind of treat me as the cast chaplain. Yeah, there you go. You okay, know, yeah. they have something going on and they just open up to me because they don't have, you know, they're not plugged into a church. They're not going somewhere and I'm able to just kind of meet them where they're at at that point. And, uh, and so I, you know, I, I found that God has opened doors for me and it's not just from being quote unquote on stage. Right. But, um, uh, I, I, I do see a value in that, uh, Jesus was a parable teller. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of what I do, I see the same way, you know, the, the parable, the creative rapper isn't the point. Mm-hmm. It's the message within the, the parable, message, yeah. and it's the same thing. You know, I mean, I I see there's a lot of value, um, even when I do uh, secular plays or something. I love doing Christmas shows down at the Playhouse. Yeah, and, um, and you know, they're just really great opportunities for me to share. Absolutely, you know, the joy and meaning of Christmas. Yeah. So you, yeah. Uh, I'm assuming those got to be coming up uh, pretty soon, right? You guys got to be in preparation for those. Uh, yeah, a couple of weeks, uh, we'll be auditioning for a Christmas carol okay. at the Mansfield Playhouse, yeah. All right, well, you'll have to give me the, uh, the dates and details in case people want to check that out. I can throw it on here yeah, if they yeah, want to come watch. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, I don't have it off the top of my head. But. No, no, you can get it to me whenever, you can get it to me whenever. So, are, are you, you're doing the adult Sunday school, right? No, that's Penny Taylor. Oh, okay, okay. For some reason, I yeah. thought it was you. <laughs> I'm, I'm overseeing all of the connection groups. So, yeah, groups. I mean, I'm trying to coordinate all that this fall, but yeah. Yeah, it sounds like they're all going really great, Yeah, too. So it's been a great fall for yeah. those. Yeah, a lot, very well attended. And, uh, and if anybody's listening to the podcast and they haven't jumped into one, I, I had somebody new jump into mine tonight. And yeah. they're, you know... They're all really set up that you can pop in at any time. You don't have to feel embarrassed that you didn't make it the right, first week yeah. or anything. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everybody's got things that come up. And yeah. uh, Jason had said that the Mission Possible one was going really great. I'd asked him, yeah. you know, to keep me in touch, and keep in touch and let me know how things were going. And said it's been really, really good. They've had some good discussions. And yeah, I've heard the same, yeah. Yeah, so I'm really excited. Uh, like we said earlier with your daily bread, doing those things like that, getting with these guys and – having these discussions it's it's really really great we've yeah. enjoyed my wife and i have enjoyed it um so to get back into getting to know tony <laughs> do you want to do the italian voice <laughs> again while you're at it <laughs> I'm always ready. <laughs> okay. so, so what you, do you want me to do for you? <laughs> so, you, so you get back to mansfield ohio and you said your wife's family is from here and then you talked uh, touched on um adoption in new jersey so tell me a little bit about your family Oh, yeah. I have a wife. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> this just in. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, but yeah, my wife, Yvonne, is, uh, she's nothing like me. Okay. <laughs> so if you, I'm just, it kind of helps to you because know, she's not an upfront kind of person. So a lot of people don't, uh, you know, feel sometimes like it's a little harder to get to know her because, you know, she's not going to be the one that's going to be standing up front making a fool of herself. She's right. the bat behind the scenes kind of person and mm-hmm. she likes it that way. And, um, uh, and I have two kids. Uh, daughter is, uh, 20 going on 21 and at, uh, Mount Vernon Nazarene. Okay. And, uh, my son is, uh, 17 going on 27. <laughs> It's weird. My 11 year old feels the same way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's at Ontario. Okay. And so, yeah. Um, both my kids, uh, very musically gifted, and uh, they've kind of used that in the theater predominantly. Okay. And kind of, they followed me a little bit, though they did not 
get their gift of music from me. They're very uh, thankful that they were adopted. <laughs> so uh, their vocals, uh, you know, they like to make fun of me that I can't sing. So, oh, well. but uh, but they can, and they're very. Uh, very musically gifted and talented and so that's awesome so is that something they do through school or is that just at like uh, at the mansfield playhouse as like uh, an extracurricular both. Both. okay yeah yeah okay. Uh, my son's at show choir rehearsal right now okay i wasn't <laughs> sure how that works so like i yeah. went to colonel crawford and they had uh it was called vision was like their show choir at yeah. school and then uh when i went to pioneer I'm trying, i, I want to say performing arts was the they have a performing arts program out there yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah. so yeah. that's why i wasn't sure if it was something but i do remember going to one at the mansfield playhouse um back uh it was a college thing like years and years ago um the someone i had to go with a friend they had to go to plays for oh, a class they the were class, in yeah, and we sure, went yeah, to yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to say it was Alice in Wonderland. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure. But I, but I've, I was over there. But <laughs> before <laughs> my time. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you, you were still in Illinois you, possibly at that time, right? <laughs> yeah, no. He was back there uh, rooting on the Chicago Bears or yes. something. So, um, Yeah, I, uh, it's a hard year to be a Bear fan. <laughs> yeah, uh, although you're Justin's starting to turn it around a little bit. Uh, they they oh, got to yeah, win. We don't have enough of the internet to, <laughs> to cover true. that. That's true. They, they got to win. At least they're not going to be winless. So yeah. let's just, let's hope they okay. write it out. Let's hope they write it out. Thank you for that optimism. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying, hey, I'm a Steelers fan and they look worse than the Bears this year. If those two were to play each other, <laughs> honestly, it might end up being like six to three and, 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 and yeah. win for either team and the, yeah. we, I might be being generous by giving one team six points maybe it'd be a nothing nothing tie can, can be, no one win that it could be a zero zero tie now yeah. that would be I, I think the entire staff and uh, players would have to get released at that yeah. point because that would be that would be abysmal so, so I think we got off topic <laughs> a little bit I, somehow I always bring it back to football last week I you know me and Nate were talking then we get on about Ohio State and I'm not even. You got Nate to talk about Ohio State? Well, <laughs> I introduced him as a guy that really hates fishing and is a huge Ohio State Buckeye football oh. fan. So, so, and uh, he talked to you. Yes, yes, yes. It got better. Wow. It got better. <laughs> so, um, so as I told you, um, I always ask everybody for their best advice they've either been given or that they have given. Um, have you given that any thought? Uh, and maybe your advice is, uh, hey, don't ask me that question. I don't know. <laughs> don't ever do a podcast with that. No. Yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> um, no. Uh, okay, so when you asked it, the first thing that comes to my mind, I don't know that uh, it's sometimes it's situational. But this is like a, like a advice that fits when you're going through certain situations. But I uh, had a professor that used to tell me this and, and I found out later on that he stole it from somebody else, uh, okay. <laughs> which is, uh, you know, most good teachers you know, steal some of their best stuff from somebody else. Yes. And, As uh, they're saying everything. it, I'm just so, remembering a, a, a thing from the show, The Office, where it says, you, he, Michael Scott puts on a uh, dry erase board, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, 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 that was a visual I had. That's why I was qualifying this. Is this is what I always say, <laughs> right? But I heard from somebody else who heard from somebody else who heard from somebody else. Yep. So you know, I mean, yep. yeah. Um, but uh, it, it was just an expression that has held true for me in many different times in my life, and it's never doubt in the darkness what you saw clearly in the light. Okay. You know, we often. Uh, We'll all go through dark times at different mm -hmm. times, and the temptation is always to let the darkness define everything. Yep. But uh, but when you when God's called you to something, and you clearly know He's called you to something, you stand on that, and even though it may seem dark, put your night vision goggles on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you trust what you saw when it was light. Yeah. So, yeah, it's okay. always been something that's... Yeah, it's always darkest before dawn. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I like it. I like it a lot. And uh, I guess I'll, I'll leave the floor to you if there's anything else you'd like to add before I let you get home and get some shut-eye because it's, uh, it's getting a little late. Uh, I think <laughs> yeah, it's but past we're time. not to the end of the internet. <laughs> oh. I can see it still. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, it's there, still going. There, there. Oh, no, wait, yeah, no, there's yeah. more. <laughs> 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 I didn't know if you had anything else you wanted to no, add. I... 
yeah, you know, I mean, the only other thing you could say is, uh, you know, uh, the greatest uh, movie line of all time was, uh, if you want to live, come with me. <laughs> okay. So anyway, I, there's a lot of spiritual truth to that. Yeah, that's that true. That is true. <laughs> I mean... Again, I think it would have sound more uh, more intimidating in the Italian yeah. voice again. But <laughs> if you want to live, uh, come with me. Yeah, but I don't think that that would you would go with somebody that sounded like that. <laughs> no, no, I I certainly wouldn't. I mean, maybe an Italian guy like you would. You'd be like, I, I he's got to be related to me, right? <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on. Um, I guess before uh, before I close out the interview. Um, because Pastor Paul had so many announcements with all the things coming up this week. <laughs> I'm supposed I, to remember all of them? I better throw some of them oh, on okay. here. So they had their first kids' Christmas program this past Sunday from 5 to 6. There's another one. Christmas already? I know. It's crazy, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> it's insane. Have we had Halloween yet? No, we have not. We have uh, not, which brings I think there's me, Halloween things there, there too. That brings <laughs> me to my next thing. We've got the youth group reverse trick-or-treat on Wednesday, October 18th. Family, a fall family fun fest on Friday, October 20th from 6 to 8. It says there's going to be pumpkin decorating, snacks. I love snacks. You like snacks? Yeah, okay. always good. Okay. And then they're going to watch It's a, it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. A classic. It, it definitely is. And it's hard to find. They used to have it on TV, and oh, now you have to get man. like certain apps and everything. But uh, before all that, um, actually tomorrow is the first PB&J Friends from 530 to 730 yep. here in the building. Um, the bean soup luncheon and fundraiser Sunday. Yeah. Yep. And bring a pie if you can. There's going to be hot dogs, cornbread, bean soup. And if you don't know what kind of pie to bring, just give me a call. I'd be glad to help you out. Okay. Tony, Tony's got the advice on that one. And that is, what's it say here? It was funding Galleon LifeWise, which is the during school hours one, and then the Galleon Religious Education, which is after school. Basically they're, they're, uh, biblical education problems programs for the public school yeah, and yeah. My, there are my, two different programs that, that we support yeah, yeah I, I i don't i'm not real familiar with the after school one but my son goes to lifewise at his school and uh we actually just had uh, a couple ask us at church on sunday about lifewise and if our son yeah. went and how we liked it because uh their kid goes to northmore and was mm. interested in it so i'm like yeah but <laughs> trust me he'll love it and uh they just implemented it this year at my wife's school my wife works for madison schools and okay yeah. they just implemented yeah, yeah. it and she said the kids are really excited it's about growing that. yeah yeah it's getting really big and then compassion and action free oil changes for single moms that is saturday the 21st from nine to noon out there in the parking lot Yeah, call the church to sign up yep and then uh, the biggest one was that the baptism Sunday got pushed back. So it will now be during first and second services on November 5th. If you are interested in being baptized, please contact the church office by October 22nd. Um, they want to get all that orchestrated with yep. you and uh, have everything lined up. But uh, I think I knocked it all off. And now I understand why Pastor Paul on Sunday was, <laughs> was a little stressed <laughs> out about getting all through that. There is a lot coming up. And like you said, we're mentioning Christmas. Wait and this week. Yeah, okay, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. And the podcast, of course. So if you hey. are listening to this, there is a sign-up sheet out there. I saw yeah. that there's a name on there yet. And uh, Pastor Paul once said it's uh, – how did he phrase it? It's better to, better to be asked than to be um, – well, for lack of better terms, forced. <laughs> so he said he'll better to ask you. than be voluntold. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> better to be asked than told. That's voluntold. 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 We don't. We don't tell people in the church. We voluntold I people like in that. the church. I like that. I'm going to use that on here from now on. Voluntold yeah. is going to definitely be a new line here on the podcast. But if you can sign up, because otherwise. Tony's going to voluntold you. <laughs> Pastor Paul's going to voluntold you. And Tony's going to come up and say it in the Italian voice. Yeah. And then that's going to be very... You will. You will See? be on the podcast. See? You're <laughs> hearing that right now, and you just all got cold chills. I know it. <laughs> so thank you again for coming on, Tony. Um, like we said, we went through all that. Um, he said, he, I don't know if he caught that, but wait till this week. There's more coming up. Because like you said, we're mentioning Christmas. We haven't even gotten to Halloween yet, so there's going to be a lot coming up in the life Lots of the church. Lots going on, yep. But it's awesome. Um, there's so much to do. Like you said, if you haven't checked out one of these connection groups yet and you feel like, oh, jump in. Uh, I've already missed it, no, jump in. It's it's A-OK. It'll be great. They'll catch you up. Great people. No one's looking down on you. <laughs> so nope. thank you again, Tony. Uh, I hope to have Thanks, you Zach. back on eventually sometime. And uh, we'll You know where to find me. I, I do. I do. <laughs> Yes, it's easy to find. So thank you again. Um, Thank you guys all for listening. 
Hope everybody has a great rest of the week, and we'll see you on Sunday at church. We'll see you at the uh, bean soup luncheon after. Um, if you have any questions or if you have interest in coming on and are a little bit nervous, just reach out to me, or if you've got my number, call or text me. But uh, other than that, we'll see you all, and uh, have a great week. God bless. Yeah.